Hi, Ross. Hey, Sam. Woo! 40. 4-0. That's divisible by 10. It is divisible by 10, which is a big deal. It's exciting. Really um, exciting. I was at a friend's house today, and the the uh, young man there said, everybody knows 40 is not important because you just spend from 40 to 50 talking about how 50 is going to be awesome. Yeah, well, I've been talking about how 50 is going to be awesome for the last 15 episodes. Yes, you have. <laughs> so we're, we're going to make sure we put ex- ex- expectations in line. We're going to set them? We're going to set them. Um, this is some, some follow-up, Sam. What is this? That I just What thought. is our show? Oh, yeah. I was, well, I was going to mention... Okay, we'll get to the follow-up. Like, this is Sam and Ross Life. This is your Sam and Ross Life Things program. It is. It's... Sam. Um, this is the show where you and I... I'm Sam. And I'm Ross, and we like things. We do. We talk about them without hedging, and that is our only rule. That's the only rule. There's <laughs> no <laughs> other rules. No other rule has ever existed. Can I do my piece of follow-up now? Yeah, it's time for follow-up. So I was in the car listening to our show with my son. Oh, yeah. And we were listening to the Rick and Morty episode, which I think is two episodes ago. Yeah. And I did my whole bit about how 50 was right around the corner. Yeah. And my son goes, so what happens when you get to 50? And I was like, I don't know. It's like a, it's like <laughs> a big number. Yeah. And he looked at me skeptically. So Okay. That's it. That's just my follow-up. That's that, the follow-up. It's not just other young men across the world wondering what the big deal of okay. 50 is. It's all of them, maybe. I don't know. Show planning on the air. Yeah. Uh, Sam, do you have follow-up? I do. So last episode, I talked about having a good Reuben, and I ate a fair amount of Reubens. That's uh, awesome. Since then, I had a Pearly's Reuben. Then the next day, work uh, was ordered in lunch because there was a big meeting, and I ordered a Reuben from Oleo. That was good. And turns out Whole Foods doesn't sell corned beef anymore. What? Because they didn't have a good supplier, it was inconsistent, and people weren't buying it. So because it's weird, gross food. Well, it's yeah, you know, delicious gross food. Yeah. So if you have a grocery store whose corned beef you do like, uh, let me know in the in the doodly do. So, what's the doodly do? I don't know. That's what they say <laughs> on uh, Vlog Brothers. Uh, uh, I mean, let us know. My, you can find me on the Twitters <laughs> at, at Mr. Beefy. So, did you? Pearly's is still the best Reuben in town. True it, or false? It is. It is true, though. I'm open to other Reubens. Okay, but but your Reuben, your Reuben adventure this week did not dissuade you from that opinion. Oh no, it was good. Okay, and it was drippy, and it was in my beard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we talked about a lot of that last time. Yeah, but it, it held up. All right, Sam. I think it's time for stuff other people like. Stuff other people like. Stop! Scam, would you like to guess at the length of today's list? I'm going to guess <laughs> that we have a very full flight. Super full. <laughs> uh, just please move to the back. Move to the back. Get out of the aisle. Now, this list, I looked at it earlier, and it was not as long. And then you took your turn updating it, and it was much longer. Yep. So here we go. Karen, who's my mother, likes cleaning and organizing. Imogen and JR like sword fighting. Mm-hmm. And I just, one quick thing. They, that was a follow-up. This was a follow-up. We hung out, and our children... Uh, hit each other with weapons and nobody cried that oh, we saw we that we were, saw you're right yeah we weren't with uh, them yeah no, no one cried to the extent that parental involvement yeah. was required yeah they hit each other with some makeshift weapons i believe a cardboard sword quickly turned into nunchucks yeah that was kind of cool yeah, i like the uh, cool. innovativeness yeah um cat likes playing oh, i'm married too she likes playing games with friends and having air conditioning in her house i like all those things too 
Sam's youngest daughter likes Concept. Which and, is a game. Yeah, which was a great game. Love it. Highly recommend. Quick hit, maybe. Um, and Nature. Drew likes the new Spider-Man movie. Have you seen the new Spider-Man movie? I haven't, but I hear it's really good. You know, but have you seen the movie poster for it? Um, maybe. It's charming. It's Spider-Man wearing like a jacket, like lying on a bench, like he has lots of teenager feelings. It's Aww. good. You should you should check it out. Um, Jason likes the Devil's Backbone Adventure Pack, which is like a mixed beer selection situation. Cool. Digging holes. I like digging holes. You love it. Uh, and lakes. Huh. Brian likes Swear Trek, and this is a Twitter account which I just followed today. Tell this, me about this it. This is a good Twitter account where they they take a GIF of a Star Trek, any of the Star Treks, and they overlay what lo- appears to be a caption, but is clearly not a caption. It right. usually includes swear words, and then the tweet that accompanies it is usually like the first part of the joke that is then answered by the funny GIF and caption. I I like this concept. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and okay. I wanted to let me let me insert one extra thing. Okay. Where I started following the Twitter account Ducat. It's like a fake Gal Ducat Twitter oh, yeah, account yeah, yeah. where he just retweets the president Trump tweet. Yeah, but as a, like a Cardassian crime lord, crime war criminal. I think would be more appropriate. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> it is pretty good. I'm into it. Um. So anyway, back to Brian. Likes key lime pie from Proper Pie and Captain Buzzy's coffee ice cubes. Hmm. Pluffmaster likes the Battery Pool Park. Battery Park Pool. <laughs> Battery Park Pool. Have you been there? I have not. I hear it's awesome. I though. hear it's awesome. Tracy likes prairie grasses that rustle in the breeze. That sounds pleasant. Phil likes Glow on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. Have I you? I haven't either. I, every person that I know has told me to watch it. Okay, I'll put it on the queue behind all the other awesome <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Maggie likes peaches, cicada sounds, and orphan black. Nathan likes sumo wrestlers. Came in like Tour de France despite Peter Sagan being disqualified unjustly. I saw headlines about that, but I didn't click on it. So I didn't either. I apologize. Is that the... No, that's Peter Siegel. Yeah. Peter Peter Sagan sounds like... Wait, do you think that's a, an autocorrect? I don't know. I think... I thought Peter Siegel is like the NPR guy. We definitely don't know a lot about <laughs> Tour de France. Uh, Abby... Like, oh, that's the guy who won the big bike race. Yeah, that's what I think so, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I remember... I guess that. he's kicked out of the Tour de France. This is breaking news here on Sam and Ross Live. Yeah. <laughs> Abby likes the sound of rain on skylights. Valerie, whom I'm married to, likes Arnold presses, which is some sort of exercise. Talking to my friends' kids about books. Pootie pet stickers because they make my kid laugh and me too, to be honest. Do you know what about- are pootie pets? <laughs> pootie pets are iMessage sticker pack okay. of drawings of animals that fart. The fart? I, I tweeted that out. <laughs> It was, I didn't spend a dollar on it. Well, someone it in my like household worth has spent. Yep, yeah, mm, we've we've got it in the family sharing. Um, Kira likes Riverdale on Netflix. Ryan likes Richmond Three Hundred, which is this Richmond. is Richmond. <laughs> it is like that, except it's our master planning process. Oh yeah. Um, Ryan also likes the Maggie Walker Memorial and air conditioning. I've seen that. I haven't been up close to it, but I've driven by it on the bus a bunch of times. It's cool, man. Every time yeah. I ride by on the bus, everyone on the bus turns and looks at it, which is neat. Um, Jeff likes this Rinse FM playlist, and then maybe we'll put a, a link in the show notes. Okay. Um, so people can listen. If only there were an Apple Music playlist <laughs> of all the music people have recommended. If only. Ellen likes getting <laughs> high fives and hugs from Merchant Along Broad about Maggie Walker and hearing that they've been super busy since Saturday, which is that's when it was awesome. unveiled. Yeah, that's great. She also likes lavender Earl Grey ice cream sandwiches that are made by some awesome local vendor oh, and sold at Hoffman's. Earl Grey is my tea. So that's um, 
Uh-huh. That's, that's Nightingale, I think, is the name of the, of the company that's local that makes that ice cream sandwich, if you're interested. Uh, okay. And she also likes air conditioning. That's, the, that's three for air conditioning. Yeah. Francesca likes the Piedmont, which is our local Richmond, like uh, the onion of Richmond. Okay. And oh, that- that's, a, that's a, you, you don't get it over, over the radio, Sam. It's Pied with two E's, like P, but it's like a Piedmont, like a Virginia joke. Gotcha. Get it? Uh, and Franomorphs, which I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. Adam likes Luke's Land Speeder Power Wheels. Pow, pow, power wheels. Which sounds awesome. Rachel likes the Cap Trail Bike Shuttle. And that's like a service that'll drive you around on the Cap to Cap Trail. Like you can drive one way and they'll like shuttle you back. Oh, because that would sort of defeat the point if it drove you all the way. Right, right, right. You bike one way. Sorry. And, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and also crab season, which oh, I fully Have support. you had crabs this season? Yeah, we just did it like two weeks ago maybe. And man, it was delicious and wonderful. We went to. Did you just? Did you just buy a, a giant bucket and then kill them and eat them? No, no, no. We have a guy. We, have, we went to Stewart's Fresh Cash, and Stewart killed them. Okay. And then we ate them. So okay. They came you, to us killed. And cooked, or did you cook them? Yeah, cooked. Okay. Kill, killed by cooking. Okay. Is what I assume. I assume they don't like go in there and like punch their brains or whatever every single one and then cook them. No, right? they just cook they just, them. Just cook them right now. This is biology and cooking with Sam and Ross. Um, <laughs> Zach likes everything Amerigo Gazaway Gaza touches. Fela Soul, Yazine Gay, the Trill is gone, and it's all free. And this is another thing that should probably yet go on the Apple Music playlist. He says, get some now, fam. Amerigomusic.com. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, Andy likes Breath of the Wild, which is the new Zelda game. Cheese curds, smoked salmon, and my daughter learned to say dada. Aww. That's adorable. That is awesome. Jonah likes veggies grown at the Six Mount Zion Community Garden for the community. <laughs> that's an, that's an amazing. Wait, wait. I think that I think that's really veggies grown at the Six Mount Zion Community Garden for the community. All oh, right, it's not that very long name of a garden. <laughs> right. <laughs> Though, right. That's what I would name my community garden. <laughs> Sam Davies Memorial. Well, I guess if I'm dead, it's the memorial community garden for the community. We would like it. I think that would be a very appropriate name because you've you know you're, you've passed on. So I, I won't. I don't. I won't mind. <laughs> Nathan likes Silicon Valley on HBO. Heather likes Home's new exhibit on our landmark nationwide insurance case open at the Black History Museum. And I think we've talked about Home before on the show, but that's housing opportunities made equal. Yeah, and, and there's a redlining exhibit, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, Tim Kaine used to do some stuff with them, I think. Um, they're rad. Let's see. Jenny likes deck boats. I don't know what that is. A boat know. with a deck? I don't know what that is either. Uh, saltwater taffy from Savannah, thrifting, and VBS. That's uh, Vacation Bible School? I think so. That's what I would assume, yeah. So, I know you know someone in the biz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems like God. there's this this <laughs> cottage industry of like people selling VB, Vacation Bible School curriculum. Oh, yeah, totally. And then like some, like you can know, you get the zoo one and somebody else gets the scary clown one. We had the pirate one this you year. You got a pirate had, one. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it just seems like... Breaking in the dough. Yeah. Breaking in the dough. Listen, you've got... Our, our I don't. Are, I don't. I know that people at, who run the churches are providing a valuable service. Oh yeah, that was and that say. they're busy. Yeah, yeah. And so they don't have time to make a curriculum. But it just seems like they're like three that rotate. I bet. I bet it's a thing. There's like, a catalog. Or, yeah, I bet it's like a textbook situation. I bet there's where like, like a owned. sales. They're like they're salespeople who go around to churches and be like, "You're going to do the jungle one this year." We should get some follow up from the person I know in the biz, which is yeah. Valerie, um, and maybe she can give us some insight on how we ended up with the pyro one. Yeah. See if someone like like can't. did somebody pick it? Was there a list? So like, do, do you is there turf? 
is there like a man in a suit with a briefcase that like knocks I bet on there your... is but is there um, like is there turf like you're like, the regional you're the re- you're the only one in the region who gets the dinosaur one the, we'll, we'll find this out we'll ask, right. we'll ask Val um Catherine likes oh you'll like this one Sam Catherine likes that when the 24 is running at 615 on a Sunday morning save me from having to deal with oh, a flat great. tire at an inconvenient time I have never ridden that's that 24 at, at 615 no yeah, way no. but it's nice to know that it's there it is um that was a bus in, in case that wasn't clear the 20 route 24 yeah. crestwood Ca- right. <laughs> right uh these are these so these uh these next two are are um children belonging to friend of the show matt yes um and cash likes space pizza and superheroes what else do you need we should shut the show down <laughs> Because all we need is space, pizza, and superheroes. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Clarabelle likes trolls, cheese, and daddy stay home days. Oh my god, oh, I'm melting. Who would have shut the show down too early? That Me. Yeah, because now I'm melting. But oh, that's good too. Um, Lex likes Five Nights at Freddy's World, which I think is an iteration on the five. Have you played any of the Five Nights at Freddy's games? Uh uh-uh. uh Neither have I. They look honestly scary to me. Is and it I, like Freddy Krueger? No. Uh, it might be named that because of that, but it's like a terrifying bear. Like a like a teddy bear. I think that's worse. <laughs> it might be. Um, video games, Mountain Dew, and Stickbot animation. I was there when this was added to the list. What is Stickbot animation? I don't know what that is, but he was drinking a Mountain Dew. Oh, we okay. uh, rode our bikes to uh, Roy's Big Burger, Love home it. of the home of the Big Burger, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he had a Mountain Dew. Okay. And he told me how many grams of sugar was in it. <laughs> like he just like, knew. This has eighty six grams of sugar, and. Uh, that impressed me. He's like, how did you know that? And he said, I read it on a can when I got a Mountain Dew one time. I'm like, oh, okay. And committed it to memory. Yeah. And then Sarah likes key lime pie from Proper Pie. Is this Sarah who's married to Brian? Yeah, I didn't want to make that connection, but they both liked key lime pie from Independently? Proper Pie. Independently? Yeah. They should totally get together. Maybe they should. All right. That was a good list, y'all. <sighs> Those lists make me happy, especially little kids missing their dad. I want something. This is my dream, is for something to... Graduate from a stuff other people like to a like prime, like something that something we discover on the stuff other people like. Is that that might happen. I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe we need a we need a libra- we need a librarian for hire. Yeah, to help us with our show and figure out if this stuff has happened or not. A friend of the show librarian. Right. We would compensate them with with what? Um, high life. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. I'll compensate anyone with a high life. Yeah. But right. if you are a librarian looking to do <laughs> some fine, fine bartering librarian work in exchange, totally meaningless. Yeah, but we should we should see if that happens because I think we've gotten close because people recommend good stuff. Yeah, the lists are always very impressive. Ross, who goes first this week? This is I go first because it's, it's a, an even one. Yes, you're odd and I'm even. That makes sense. I'll, I'll totally remember <laughs> this next time. Ross, your thing this week has been mentioned. On other, yep. other things, but now it is a like prime, which is a book, "How to Win Friends and Influence People." Yeah, by Dale Carnegie. Okay, written in 1936. Um, this book is great, man. Uh, can I read? T- so, for this is not hedging. I just want to set the tone with the quote from Wikipedia. Uh, saying this is oh, not hedging. Is, this is definition is of hedging. hedging. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, listen. I just want to read this quote from Wikipedia. Carnegie combined age-old truthisms with the emerging... This is so 1936, right? 
keep that in mind too. Carnegie combined age-old truthisms with the emerging field of psychology to present a handbook in human relations, which was interesting and accessible. Emphasizing the use of others' egotistical tendencies to one's advantage, Carnegie maintained that success could be found by charm, appreciation, and personality. Dark green energy. Yeah. So I think we should explain that. Do you want to explain yeah. that? So uh, our friend uh, John Sarvey and his company, Floricane, uh, who have been past sponsors of the show, they used to give us office space to record. Uh, take people through this personality test uh, experience called insights yeah where everybody is assigned a certain color and place on this color wheel where everybody has every color but um, you usually have a you primary have a color. primary and one of the colors is red and red energy is like getting things done and blue energy is like do 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 I love data and yellow is let's party and green is I care about feelings yeah and so Ross and I are found out we were the exact same spot on this color wheel, which makes total sense. Yep. And then we also started talking about this idea of dark green energy, when those who have empathy use that empathy to manipulate people to their will. Right. And we call that dark green energy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, it seems worse than it is, I think. And that that's also how I think if you don't, if you have a, like a shallow appreciation for how to win friends and influence people, you could probably see it as very manipulative. And if you go on to read the Wikipedia page, that is the Wikipedia page's main <laughs> criticism. Uh, and, I, and like, um, not John Steinbeck. There's like, they like quote like famous authors from the era being like, right. this man is terrible and plays upon your emotions. But really what I think how to win friends and influence people is really about is, is not dark green energy, but just regular, regular empathy. empathy. It's like yeah. before you send an email, you should think about how that person receiving the email will feel reading your email. And then maybe change your email so that they don't feel terrible when right. they get your email. Right. That is good green energy. Dark green energy would be, how can I make them feel bad? <laughs> right. And then get them to do my thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this book is real old, 1936. And it is... So it doesn't talk about email specifically. It doesn't. And if you can... Again, this is a like prime, so I highly recommend it. If you can find an early edition, yeah, I recommend it. Because the edition I have, they, um, they like updated it. Updated the language. Yeah. And like... Yeah, see? Part of the charm is the, like, newspaper man voice. Three fortnights ago. And I'll read a, I'll read a segment here in the end in a little bit. But, yeah. like, uh, it was one of the very early, like, self-help books. And self-help okay. in the way that, like, I think we would consider um, David Allen getting things done okay. in that sort of self-helpy way. It's a, it's a productivity book, if there ever was one, before right. we had those things. Um, so I really like it. I, I think it really opened my eyes. I teach it in my class for when I do PR writing. Yeah. We, we have a class about emails, um, and we start with these twelve points, which I'll which I'll get into. In a okay, second. great. Um, but it really is just like a book of anticipating other folks' feelings and thinking about what that means for you, and how you go into it. Are you a Sith? Are you going to go into it with that kind of background? Yeah. Then maybe that's how you interpret it. But if you're a Jedi, you'll go in and, and you'll get a different take. Does that make Whoa. sense? Does it make sense? All right. So here are the 12 things. Stop me if this gets boring or if you have questions. These are 12 things that I have printed out. And when I used to have a desk, I printed them out and taped them above my desk. Because I think it's important when you're like trapped on how to like do an interaction with a human. Okay. Think about these things. And it's usually I would helpful. like to hear them. And I think these are like, in the book, it's called like 12. Let me see what it says in here. How to win people to your way of thinking is the is the title of this set of 12 things. So number one, the only way to get the best of an argument is to avoid it. The only way to win is not to play. Yeah, right? When when has that ever been good? 
trying to engage someone angrily on Twitter. Never. It never works. Never. Show respect for the other person's opinions. Never say you're wrong. Mm-hmm. So good. That's the best way to like, uh, I often think that like deflated, being feeling deflated is like the worst feeling in the yes. world. And so when you come in and be like, oh, you're wrong, you've already like, you're, you're yeah, you've already like, lost. I, like I think I mentioned that in the walkaway book, uh, quick hit, like there was this computer system that if you're doing something wrong, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. would come by and not tell you you were doing something wrong, but would send somebody else along and like, they would help you and you would have a chance to save face right. when you're trying to fix the house you're working on. Yes. Otherwise, you would get into this deflated, like, oh, I'll defend my bad work. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if you're, This is what we talked about when I talked about apologizing. I, yeah. I referenced this book and it was this point. If you're wrong, admit it quickly and emphatically. Yes. Begin in a friendly way. Uh-huh. Start with questions to which the other person will answer yes. I like this one a lot where like, yeah. and again, I, I always, because like all my interactions begin with email. Almost. And so I like starting off with a common ground. Yeah. And then moving into the challenging stuff. Mm-hmm. It, um, makes sense a lot to me. Let the other person do a great deal of the talking. Mm-hmm. This is my dad's number one point. So my, my yeah. dad is like the most extroverted man in the world and he never talks. He just like lets other people talk. Yeah. And it's brilliant. Um, let the other person feel the idea is his or hers. Try honestly to see things from the other person's point of view. And again, that's not that's not a dark green energy no, thing. That's just empathy, you know. Be sympathetic with the other person's ideas and desires. These last couple are, are a little weird, but appeal to the nobler motives. This means like think of the children. Um, and these one they they kind of go in order of like deploy first to last. Okay. And so like if you're to think of the children, you you're already in like kind of a you're big pretty home. deep. Yeah. And then dramatize your own ideas, uh, meaning like. Think of the children didn't work. So like if we, this will be a huge production, it'll be fireworks and the children and this other thing and it'll be like a Fast and Furious movie. And sometimes that like speaks to folks is uh, whatever that part of people that makes them want to see Fast and Furious movies is. And then throw down a challenge, the final one. Challenge. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know. Maybe you should, I bet you can't send 20 sales reports by the end of the week. Um, that is true. I cannot. <laughs> anyway, so the, the, that's like gives you like a nice okay. feel for like, and all, I think almost all of those are like, just think about how the other person's going to feel. Great. Tell me a little bit how this book came into your life. My good friend, Susan Hausen, obviously yeah. was like, you should read this book. And I was like, that's dumb. <laughs> like, listen to the title, how to win friends and influence people. I don't want to do either of those things. I just want to be a normal person. I think like who wants to be a salesman, Right. We just talked about them, like showing up in a suit in a briefcase, like uninvited. Trying I've been to, like, a salesperson before. Did you like it? There were parts I liked. Yeah, there I were think parts you... I didn't like. Yeah, I liked I... the interacting with people. I didn't like the salesman shtick right. that everybody bought into. And I think that's the part that, like, the title says, like, it just it exudes the shtick and the like slimy, because, slimy. Right, like most people are salespeople when it comes down to it, like. If your job involves interacting or convincing other humans of things, yeah, your job is to, hey, I know a lot about this thing. Let me tell you about why it's good. Yeah, and ha- like, if you, I guess the greasiness depends on like, are you authentic or not? And like, right. it's really easy to tell when someone's inauthentic. Right? It is, but there's this, there's also this whole sales. It's very male culture that I've been a part of, where it's. Like it's all about the numbers and closing and brass yeah. balls and. Right. Oh. I forget where we're going with that. But um, oh, uh, how did I get into it? Susan yeah. was like, you should read it. 
and I didn't want to because it seemed greasy. But then I read it, and it's like so charming. Like it's again written in 1936. It's charming. It's useful, and you can instantly see how it applies to like internet email culture, biz culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's one of the most useful books. Just to point out, like, hey, are you thinking about other people? Um, it's like a fascinatingly useful thing. Yeah, I love it. Have you read it? I haven't, but. I'll can put I, it on my can list. Can I read? So this, I want to read this a little, and then we'll move on because it's boring. But um, quit hedging. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. So this is this is like the intro, not written by Dale Carnegie, but I think okay. sets the tone for the book and why you got to find the old one, uh, and has one of my best, my most, my most favorite phrases of all time in it. So it says, "It was a cold January night in 1935, but the weather couldn't keep them away. Two thousand five hundred men and women." Thronged into the grand ballroom of the Hotel Pennsylvania in New York, every seat available was filled by half past seven. At eight o'clock, the eager crowd was still pouring in. The spacious balcony was soon jammed. Presently, even standing space was at a premium, and hundreds of people, tired after navigating a day in business, stood up for an hour and a half that night to witness what? A fashion show? A six-day bicycle show? Fashion show? Fashion show at lunch? (laughs) A fashion show? A six-day bicycle race? Or a personal appearance by Clark Gable? No, these people had been lured there by a newspaper ad. Two evenings previously, they had seen this full-page announcement in the New York Sun, staring them in the face. Listen, sorry, <laughs> learn to speak effectively. Prepare for leadership. Whoa. So I just love the idea of a six-day bicycle race. That's a real thing. Yeah. I, I Wikipedia it. They would ride bikes for six days. Um, like without stopping? Yeah. Like, you have a, you have like, it's like a, you get a, like a pee break? A tandem, sort of, or a, not a tandem. What's it called when you, you hold, you hand off the, Oh, relay race. There you go. Um, but I love that because it's like, were these people here to yeah. see Clark Gable no. a six-day bicycle race? No, they were here for yeah. leadership. Um, Ready. And so that's the whole tone of the whole book. And they they had like, man, when they updated it, they took out like a whole section of how to be good at marriage. And the <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it's like, don't be a nag. And like, really not great stuff. Um, okay. Because again, it was like written in 1936 right. by an old white dude. Um, but it is charming in its way. All right. I'll pick it up from my local library. Yeah, totally. <sighs> Thanks, Ross. Yes. Thank you, Sam. And now, Sam. Yes. thing you like this week. Yes. There's a very specific set of headphones called the Grado 6... I screwed it up. Grado SR60 headphones. These are... Grado? Grado. I don't know how to pronounce this. Grado Grado. Who shot first? I was just going to say, great. 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 <laughs> shot first. Uh, these are headphones that uh, I use as my treat headphones. You're going to have to explain that. All right. So my everyday headphones are my Apple AirPods. Love them. Yeah, which are great. I put them in. I will like listen to them on the bus. I'll do the double tap when I want to hear somebody. I'll do the one ear in when I'm doing dishes and I want to hear my family. Those are great. They sound pretty great. The Grados I have, I got when my friend Virginia from college, she told me, hey, you're looking for good headphones, buy these. And these are like $60, $70 headphones Okay, that sound amazing that I'm not an audiophile person, mm-hmm. but these headphones make me appreciate and hear things in music that I hadn't heard before. And I don't, it's 60 or $70 doesn't seem like high, super high end, right? That seems right. Okay. So the deal is 
They are, they look just like old timey, not like old timey 30s, but like headphones your dad might Over have. the ear, They're as they over say. the ear and they are open air. Oh, okay. Which means if you have them at any, any volume that you're probably going to listen to them, other people can hear the, the noise. Okay, so not at the office is what you're right. saying. So in the office, if I were going to listen to these, everybody would be hearing what but, I was listening to. Okay. So they are for me... When I say treat headphones, I'm going to sit down and listen to a thing. I'm going to put these headphones on, and all I'm going to do is listen to the thing. Ooh. Like, if I'm going to go just, like, listen to some music, walk around, the AirPods are going in. But if I'm going to be like, I'm going to listen to this album now and be totally listening to this album, these are the headphones I put on. Wait a second. So, do you... And that doesn't, this does not happen frequently. Sure. Do you listen to movies with these? Or is it specifically music? I mean, I, I have in the past, but not normally, no. I'm fascinated by this idea. So you sit in a chair. Sure. Or on or, the couch. Or like on my bed. Reclined. Yeah. And you put on the headphones and yeah. you just listen to music. Yes. Do you do anything else? Sometimes, but no. I mean, wow. if I've got these on, I'm like, I'm going to listen to this music. And I don't want to be all like John Syracuse about like getting the highest quality Blu-ray uh-huh. <laughs> to listen to watch my movies, but I do have certain albums that I bought on CD and that I ripped at a lossless quality, uh, and I will listen to like on a computer with these headphones. Just like I'm going to listen to REM's Automatic for the People. I was going to ask if that's one. That's one of them, or Radiohead's OK Computer. With these headphones at the highest quality sound I have. And I, <clears throat> some people would say it's a placebo. I can notice the difference. Sure. And these headphones are, like I said, they aren't like $1,000 headphones. But they sound great. And to the level of I can hear hear things in the music that I couldn't hear otherwise. Yeah. That's awesome. And I would say, I, and I do have... A playlist which I call headphone test. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> and sort of the prime example is, you put on Radiohead's "Let Down" from OK Computer, which is one of the most perfect headphone tracks you can possibly get. What does that mean? Because it takes real advantage of the stereo. Oh, okay. So like, okay. there's the part where there's like two Tom York singing at the same time, like one in the left channel, one in the right channel, and they're going back and forth with counterpoint and everything. And Whoa, okay. With good enough headphones, like you hear all the little details and the and there's no cracking. Like the, And if you've got a lossless file, like the dynamic range is there. And it just sounds great. And I'll also do that for like listening to some. I don't do it a lot, but like there are some classical music pieces I want to listen to and there's real dynamic range there and I'll sit down and just be like I'm going to chill out and listen to this thing I probably do it on the order of two or three times a year well, just because I'm a parent now yeah, and I'm he, busy right but that's sort of the order of it and part of it is because I keep it kind of special like like because if I used them if I use them every day like I don't hear the difference as pronounced sure when I go to the good ones, do you, so you don't. It's not like uh, the new whatever album came. Like if if Radiohead came out with a new album, would you go straight to the treat headphones, or would you like run through it regular and be like, okay, maybe this? Is- I would 
based on my current lifestyle and music acquisition scheme, which is Apple Music, I'd probably just listen to it on the bus on my Apple AirPods. Mm -hmm. And if something got awesome, like I did this with Hamilton, where, and I don't have that lossless, um, but doesn't really, it, it matters like the smallest amount enough I can notice, but not that much. Um, where I listened to Hamilton using these headphones after I had listened to it for hours and hours and hours using other headphones. And I'm like, I could hear like, oh, look, that happened. Like, right. Because there's stuff that's subtle that's there. If you have good enough headphones to pay attention to it. Not that the AirPods, AirPods aren't great. They are. But there's something about the open air headphones that just you can hear more. Yeah, dude, I have I, ha- I don't have open ones, but I have a pair of over the year that Justin gave me, friend of the show, Justin. Yeah, and the ASMR jams yeah. are way better. Yeah, on the real headphones than they are on the AirPods. They're fine on the AirPods, yeah. but like, it's like it's, it's not the same. It's sort of the sensory experience of like I'm going to be doing this, not like I'm listening to music passively or I'm doing work listening to music or I'm walking. It's like I'm doing this. And because the cord is so long and they're open air, uh-huh. like, you have to get the conditions just right. Because <laughs> I, I love the long cord. What like? Because my things have a super long cord that, like, I guess is a feature, but it's really just like now I got this like pile of cord. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's designed. I mean, this came with the big plug. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. So it the, it defaults with the little plug, which everybody uses on everything. Yeah. And it came with the big plug, which turns out. So my my kids, my youngest daughter started piano lessons and we have a touch sensitive keyboard. So we want headphones, but it's old. It's from when I was a little kid, so from the mid eighties and it has the big plug. And so when we plugged in her headphones, all of our headphones have like the third wire yeah, for the little for like the buttons. For the little buttons and that freaks it out. So the only headphones that work are my awesome headphones. So she just gets these awesome headphones all the time. Yeah, but she didn't even know. Yeah, she has no idea. <laughs> Um, and I have used them with the little dongly thing to go into my uh, the lightning port yeah. audio adapter. So I have a question. Yeah. Where, how are you convinced to go down this path by your friend? Like, was it a, under the under the like assumption that you would you were you wanted to like chill was, and listen to an album or it was I at the time I was work at home by myself. Mm. And I said, I want some really good headphones just to listen to music. Um, and the open air, air was a, not a bug, but a feature because if somebody knocked on the door, I could hear it. Right. But nobody would be in the room with me. Like I was always in my home office with the door shut. And so I wanted to be able to hear someone knock on the door, but also immerse myself in the music. And my friend Virginia was just like, get these. They're like cost per sound quality ratio is real good. is real good like 60 or 70 dollars and i've had them for gosh like how old's the youngest kid like i've had them for eight to ten years well that sounds awesome yeah i, I forgot them i was gonna bring them and make you listen i would love to listen i've never listened to uh open and open ear headphones or whatever you have just it's been a long time i don't think so i bet your dad had some no, I don't think no. so. I I, ha- I do need 
This is, I, I need to put on my list because I need to replace the ear cups on my headphones. Yeah, so that's one thing. The ear cups are the thing that disintegrate and you yeah, buy more ear cups. Yeah, I, I, mine disintegrated, which I guess is a feature rather yeah. than your other things disintegrating, like non-replaceable parts. You mm-hmm. just go on Amazon and buy them. Yeah. That's amazing. And so if you go to like headphone reviews, like uh, there's a pretty famous one from uh, Marco Armit, who mm-hmm. we listen to his podcasts. He does one and like his second paragraph is, I'm not going to review open air headphones because most people can't use them in the office environment. And yeah, so I'm going to review all these other ones and that's fine. And, but just if you have the environment or are inclined to spend $70 on something that you will only get to use when you're in the perfect environment (laughs) for it, I highly recommend it. That's awesome. I enjoy this idea of like taking time. I don't ever listen to music in that way. I watch movies. I do in that it way. so rarely, but when I do, I pre- it makes me appreciate it more. Yeah. Now I kind of want to do it. I'm trying. I think of. I was thinking about. Um, can't ever pronounce the name of the movie. The movie with K's and Z's and Q's and I's and T. Quizak. I always want to say the Quizak Satarak, but that's not Quizak <laughs> Katarat. <laughs> yeah, you mean uh, Dune? Yeah. No, it's not Dune. I'll put it in the show notes. Gosh, what's it called? Because you're talking about uh, the the male Bene Gesserit. Yeah, I know that. I know. I know that. That's what that is. Oh, I, okay. This is a different thing. Um, it's a. It's a movie. Hold on. I will put them in for certain movies, like Return of the Jedi and Throne Room music scene. But there has to be music involved. Maybe a little John Williams action. Yeah. All right. The film. You found it. I found it. It's called Koyaanisqatsi, and it's spelled. You'll see why this was impossible <laughs> to Google. It was spelled K O Y A A N I S Q A T S I. And I think it's um, it's like it's like a, a Hopi a Hopi word, Native American Hopi mm-hmm. tribe word. So that's why there's no using stuff. But anyway, it's by Philip Glass. You may be oh, aware of Philip Glass, and it is this amazing movie of just sounds, soundscapes, and presented with visual images of like the evolution of of society and civilization. If you can find the movie, <laughs> it would be amazing. It you used to be on Netflix. Get it on every. It used to be on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. But the soundtrack is on Apple Music. Okay. And it would be worth open headphoning. Okay, I'll do that. Because Philip Glass is awesome, right? Undeniable, mm-hmm. Philip Glass is great. Well, I, I have my one Philip Glass joke I stole from my friend Tracy back in high school. Uh, knock, knock. Yeah, who's there? Philip Glass. <laughs> Philip Glass who? Knock, knock. <laughs> yeah, 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 I get you. Um, man. Who's there? Philip Glass. Knock, knock. Who's there? Philip Glass. Knock, knock. Who's there? Philip Glass. Because he repeats himself. Yeah. Anyway, try that out. And... Here's a little behind the scenes to what just happened is I just had to text Susan to get her to text me the name of the film because who can Google that? Nobody. All right. Susan, what's the name of the film with the long consonant uh, names? My question was, what's he movie K-W-A-I-S-Q-T-A-T-A? <laughs> and she said, Koyana Skatsi. That was probably faster than Googling. All right. Thanks, Sam. That was good. Oh, no problem. I'm excited to... I think I'm going to take... I'm going to try to... Maybe that's my thing. Yeah. My homework... I will listen to this album that we just spoke of with 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 my closed ear but like in a headphone environment. You're going to just listen to it. Yes. All right. Let's do quick hits. Quick hits. Quick hits. Quick hits. Quick hits. Quick hits. All right, Sam. I have a music related quick hit. Oh, great. We've been listening to the Guardians of the Galaxy complete playlist as Uh, manufactured, put together by the Disney user on Apple Music. 
So this is like Ooh, official. Yeah, it's an official playlist. It's not because the Guardians of the Galaxy Two soundtrack is not out yet, but okay. this is a playlist of all the songs put together by Disney, and so it's all of the songs from two, all of the songs from one, and then all of the what would you call them arrangements from one as well. What do you, you call the score? Yeah, the score. Okay. Um, and I, this is a quick hit for me because not only is music from the seventies wonderful, but like. It has a we. It has allowed me to listen to things with Jr. other than Hamilton. Oh, nice! So like he, we listened to this. So it's like finally we can listen to something other than Hamilton. And then this weekend we started listening to Electric Light Orchestra because Mr. Blue Sky is on the Guardians soundtrack. And I was like, why don't we just listen to the album of the guys from this song? And he was like, like okay, okay. Yeah, and so we sure. listened to that, and he liked it. So like, score one for Ross. Yeah. So that's been that's been great. Awesome. Yeah. I got a quick hit. Give it to me. So my girls are on summer vacation from school. And so I still have to wake up and go to work because <laughs> apparently that's what grown-ups have to do. Yeah. That's a bad <sighs> quick hit, Sam. <laughs> but uh, because they're still up at their normal time, but they don't have to do anything, they've started making me sandwiches for my lunch. Aw. That's nice. That is nice. So if I'm going to have a meat sandwich, my youngest daughter will make it for me. And she will do bread Piece of cheese, piece of meat, piece of cheese, bread. And no one taught no one taught her this. Yeah, that's a good that's a solid sandwich architecture. But that's how it works. And if it's PB and J Day, my oldest daughter Imogen's on it. Do you do you, are you like today's a PB and J Day, or do they just decide amongst themselves? Uh I will I will dictate. Okay. Some days they won't make me a sandwich because they're children and they're fickle. <laughs> But when they do, it feels good. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's my quick hit. That's a good quick hit. Well, Sam. Yeah, we did it. Episode 40. It's Episode like 50, 40. but 10 less. It is. It is. Uh, it's four-fifths of 50, I think, right? Is that how that works? Uh, I don't know. Um, all right, Sam. Tell me tell me where I can find you on the internet. Uh, you can find me at, at Mr. Beefy on the Twitters is the best place. Great, great. How about uh, you, Ross? You can find me at... R-O-S-S-C-A-T-R-O-W on all the things. All, all the, the things. things. And I was looking, we always say all the things, make a peach joke, ha, ha, ha. And I was thinking like today or this week. Did I, you look open beach? No, but I wanted to find another service that I could get <laughs> on so I could make a new joke, but I didn't I didn't do that yet. Okay. Um, you and can we find have... me at Ross Catron on various private slacks. How's that? That is true. <laughs> and now Discord. And now Discord. So I, don't, I don't really understand, but I'm on there at Ross yeah, Catron on a, on a private discord yeah you're there and uh we do have show notes which you can find in your podcast player of choice yes or at our web zone which is sam and ross like dot com dot com uh at, and you can find those show, show notes right at the top sam. at the top they're um, always there yeah is that it that's it that's our show we did it that's a good show that's a good show all right well sam i'll see you in, in a, a fortnight. fortnight bye ross see ya bye That sounds good. Yep, sounds great. Yeah. Whoa, there goes the bourbon. Bourbon is not as good. <laughs>